Welcome, library friends, to the Silverton Library Connection podcast, where pages turn, stories unfold, and community bonds grow stronger. I'm your host, Misty Anderson. Join me as we dive into the world of books, explore the heart of our library, and uncover the pulse of our town's happenings. This is the Silverton Library Connection podcast. Get ready to be inspired, informed, and entertained. Hello, library friends. Welcome to another episode of the Silverton Library Connection podcast. I'm your host, Misty Anderson, and the library director here in our beautiful library in Silverton, Colorado, the Silverton Public Library. I'm so happy you joined us today. Um, This topic today is really special to me because I got a lot of feedback from patrons in our community. And our topic today is stories we can't forget. And so I want you to think about those books that you've read, whether you're a seasoned bookworm or a casual reader. We all have that one story that haunts our thoughts. Maybe it's a narrative that resonates with us on a profound level. Today, we want to dive in to the power of unforgettable stories, the kind that have the ability to transport us to different worlds, introduce us to unforgettable characters, and leave these marks on our soul. I know you have a book. Everyone does. Even if you're not, quote unquote, a reader, everyone has something they read. Maybe you were a young child that it impacted you. This list that we're going to talk about today is, I would say, Five-ish that are maybe books you've never heard of, and then three books that are older that have forever stuck with me. So let's get started. All right, so I'm a part of a really great book club here in Silverton, and it's a wonderful group of women, and we read everything and anything in between, including magazines, which is awesome. And Nearly every single person in this group recommended this book that we're going to talk about, including myself, and that is Beneath a Scarlet Sky by Mark Sullivan. Oh my gosh, you guys. So this book is based on a true story, which I love books based on true story, and it's a really great story about courage and resilience and it just leaves a mark on your soul. So let me tell you a little bit about it. So the character in the book's name is Pino Lila. He wants nothing to do with the war or the Nazis. So it's a historical book. He's a normal Italian teenager. He's obsessed with music, food, girls, but he can tell that his days of innocence are numbered. Um, When his family's home in Milan is destroyed by bombing, Pino joins an underground railroad helping Jews escape over the Alps. And in turn, he falls for Anna. Anna is a beautiful widow, six years older than him. So in an attempt to protect him, Pino's parents force him to enlist as a German soldier. A move that they basically think will keep him out of combat. But after he's injured, he's recruited at 18, by the way. To become the personal driver for Adolf Hitler's left hand in Italy. I, I, he's a general. I can't remember his name. But 
He's mysterious. He's really powerful. And now Pino is going to be driving for him. So now, with the opportunity to spy for the Allies inside the German High Command, Pino endures all the horrors of war and the Nazi occupation by fighting in secret. His courage is really bolstered through the whole thing by his love for Anna or Anna and for the life he dreams that they will share one day. You guys, I... I seriously cried on this. I looked it up on Goodreads. It has 225,000 reviews and it's a 4.4 book review. So it's way high up there. It's a beautiful story. Um, it kind of gets you out of our area, out of the world that we live in now and takes a look at what it might have been to be back then. So Everyone, like I said in my book club, nearly recommended this book, including myself. So if you're looking for a great book, I would recommend this top of the list. All right. The next book that we're going to talk about is Flight Behavior by Barbara Kingsolver. And this book was recommended by a couple of people. I have read it. It had been a while, so I had to go back and kind of check into it. But then after I looked it up, I was like, oh, that book. I totally remember that book. I read this book back when it came out and it was, um, I think, recommended by Oprah. <laughs> Not that I always read her books all the time, but it was an Oprah book club pick. Um, so the premise of this book is this woman, her name is uh, Della Robia, and she is a really restless farm wife who gave up all her own plans when she accidentally becomes pregnant at 17. So now we're a decade later, and she lives on this failing farm, and she seeks this momentary escape through an obsession flirt uh, through an obsession's flirtation with a younger man. So she hikes up a mountain road behind her house towards this secret tryst with this younger man, but instead encounters something very shocking, a silent forested valley filled with what looks like a lake of fire. And she can only understand it as a cautionary miracle, but it sparks this raft of other explanations from scientists, religious leaders, and of course the media. So the bewildering emergency draws rural farmers into this unexpected acquaintance with these urban journalists, opportunists, sightseers, and biologists who has his own stake in the outcome. So it's about this community li basically lines up to judge this woman and her miracle. She stands up and confronts her family, her church, her town, and in a fight for truth that she believes in. It's just, it's so powerful is the word um, that I, it, it was very dense and I think some of the parts had been could have been shortened. So if you are reading it and you're like, oh, I'm kind of lost, just know that it's really about the denial of climate change. Um, and it's such an interesting approach to it and and how as a society we just have such inaction. 
And it's just a really powerful book. And it's very um, applicable to what's going on in our world right now. And it's crazy because it's an older book. I'm trying to, th I don't even know when it was written. Um, but let's see. Oh, 2013. I had to look it up. 2013 it was written. So it's an older book. But it's crazy because here we are really dealing with climate change. So really good book. Would highly recommend it. Um, and it's pretty much available everywhere and easy to get your hands on because it is an older book, which I love. All right, next book on the list is The Midnight Library. Some of you probably have heard me discuss this before. It's usually always on my top book list in general. Um, this book was a Good Morning America book club pick. It um, was a Goodreads winner choice award for fiction for the whole year. Um, and it is really about the choices that go into a well-lived life. And if you are looking for an inspirational book to help you kind of shift your behavior or make some changes in your life, this is one of those fiction books that will educate you and stop and make you think and change some of those behaviors. So let me give you a little bit of background about it. So they're somewhere out, this is kind of how the book look, starts, somewhere out beyond the edge of the universe, there's a library that contains an infinite number of books, each one the story of another reality. One tells the story of your life as it is, along with another book for the life that you could have lived if you would have made different choices at any point in your life. While we wonder how our lives might have been, what if we had the chance to go to this library and see for yourself? Would any of these other lives truly be better? So in the Midnight Library, Matt Haig, he's an awesome writer, writes an enchanting total blockbuster novel about Nora Seed. So Nora Seed finds herself faced with this very decision. She's faced with the possibility of changing her life for a new one, following a different career, undoing old breakups, realizing her dreams of becoming a glaciologist. But she must search within herself as she travels through the Midnight Library to decide what is truly fulfilling in life and what makes it worth living in the first place. When I finished this book, I cried. I, the narrative, the character's perspective is a little dark in the beginning, to be honest. She's very unhappy with her life. And I think that it will resonate with a lot of people because we've all been there. But this is an opportunity through a book of fiction to say, wow, like I can change things and I can quote unquote rewrite history and begin anew. And so it's just a really um, uplifting book, a feel good book guaranteed to lift your spirits. That's the best way that I would say it. Um, like I said, it's been on all the lists. It's got all the awards and I would highly recommend it. All right, the next book is one of my faves. It has uh, been on a lot of my list personally. And if you listen to the episode um, 2023 Books of the Year for me, 
Under the Whispering Door by T.J. Klune was one of those books. So Under the Whispering Door is a beautiful book. If you have liked um, like A Man Called Ove, this is I, it, that feel-good book. Um, he's also the author of The House in the Cerulean Sea, which is an amazing book as well. So here's what happens. This Grim Reaper shows up at the beginning of the book to collect Wallace. Wallace is this grumpy old man. He works all the time. He really has this kind of terrible life. And Wallace is like dead set that he is not dead. And he's fighting with the Grim Reaper. And then some things happen. And then he's like, okay, I think I might be dead. And that's when he meets Hugo. So Hugo is the owner of this very peculiar tea shop. And he promises Walter or Wallace that he will help him cross over. And that's when Wallace finally decides, okay, I'm definitely dead. But even in death, dear Wallace, he's not ready to abandon the life he barely lived. So when he's given a week to cross over, he sets about living a lifetime in seven days. And so imagine if you had seven days to live this life. This book is hilarious. It's haunting because it's about death and there's so much we don't know about death. And I'll be really honest, this book has helped me through some pretty grieving times of my own this last year because the book is based on the premise that death is only their beginning. And when you think about death like that, it's, I know people are leaving us and that is terrible. But when you think about their beginning is just starting, it's it's really a beautiful thing. And it's another story, kind of like the Midnight Library, that helps you stop and think about your own life. Am I grumpy and just going to work all day and going through the motions? Is there any joy in my life? And Wallace was like, no, there wasn't any joy in my life. And so I'm going to do this. And so I just... Again, it was one of my top books of 2023. I couldn't, if people are looking for a great story and they come in the library, I usually will ask if they've read Under the Whispering Door um, or Under the Cerulean Sea because they're both excellent, excellent books. All right, let's go on to our next book, which is called Home Going. It's all one word if you're looking it up, and it's by Yah Gossi. And this was um, an international bestseller. It was winner of the National Book um, of the Year for um, Oprah's Book Club. It is so good. So Homegoing follows the parallel paths of these three sisters and their descendants through eight generations. So, I mean, this goes way back. You go from, in this book, from the Gold Coast of Africa to plantations of Mississippi, from the American Civil War, to jazz in Harlem. It's, it illuminates slavery's troubled legacy, both for those who were taken and those who first stayed. It is powerful and eye-opening, and um, Oprah doesn't just vote any book. So the only thing I can tell you is, wow. I, to me, I, I love an epic saga and this is an epic saga because it's these 
you know, eight generations of, of families and or women and their blazing success. It's devastating. It's captivating. And there's a whole lot of compassion in it, which I really appreciate. Uh, so do yourself a favor, grow and read this book. All right. We have three more books. The next two I know you've heard of, and maybe they've been on your to-do, you know, to-read list for ages. I'm going to tell you, add them immediately. The first one is Wild by Cheryl Strayed. Um, There was a movie with Reese Witherspoon about it. If you read the book, the movie is a really good adaptation of it. But basically, at 22, Cheryl Strayer thought she'd lost everything in the wake of her mother's death and her marriage was shattered and she has nothing to lose. And so on this impulse, she decides she's going to hike more than a thousand miles of the Pacific Crest Trail from, I think, the Mojave Desert through California and, and Oregon up to Washington State. And she's going to do it alone. Um, this book is warm and humorous it captures the terrors of hiking and being alone but also the pleasures of being by yourself wild is what changed my life seriously and led me to colorado i read wild when i lived in california and my husband was in the military and at that point in our lives we were very you know mid-military. We didn't know what the next 10 years would hold or where we would live. And after I read this book, I was like, I want to live somewhere where I can go out and explore nature like that all the time. Now, I still want to go and hike one of these trails like she did because that's how inspirational this book is. But it led me to Colorado because I knew that that's the kind of life I wanted to live. So if you want a powerful, inspirational book, I would highly recommend Wild. And then watch, do yourself a favor and watch the movie afterwards. <laughs> um, the next book is, we've all heard of it. You've probably watched the movie, Eat, Pray, Love. And Eat, Pray, Love uh, was written in 2007. And it's still a really checked out, highly rated book. Um, it's touched the world and changed countless lives and um it's just such a beautiful story so basically this woman elizabeth she's in her early 30s um she's an american woman she had everything that you know we're supposed to want to have she had a nice home and a husband and a successful career but instead of feeling happy and fulfilled she was consumed by panic and confusion and this book basically captures the story of how she left it all behind, um, all these marks of success to set out to explore three different aspects of her nature um, against the backdrop of three different cultures. So pleasure in Italy, devotion in India, and on the Indonesian island of Bali, a balance between worldly enjoyment and divine transcendence. And I looked those up and wanted to make sure I understood, like that I read them correctly because it's so important in the book. And, you know, I was saying a minute ago, like how it's like you reflect and you're like, am I any fun? Like the pleasure in Italy is amazing. Do yourself a favor, 
even if you've read it before, I actually might read it after talking about it now. I've probably read it five times. Um, it always inspires me. It always makes me feel good. And, and quite frankly, it always makes me want to travel. So be careful because when you read this or wild, likely, you're going to want to get out and go travel. <laughs> All right, guys, we have come to the last of our books, and it is newly added for me, and that is Beartown. It is the number one book in a series of three by Frederick Backman. If you've read um, other of his books, like Anxious People, um, A Man Called Ove, he's a amazing best-selling author, and the reason I love Beartown so much, and if you are a Silvertonian and you're listening, is because this is a book about a small town with a big dream. And sometimes, often, I feel like we are a small town with a big dream. And so this is, by the lake in Beartown, is this old ice rink. And in that ice rink, Kevin... Amont, Benji, and the rest of the town's junior ice hockey team are about to compete in the national semifinals, and they actually have a shot at winning. All the hopes and dreams of this place in Beartown now rest on the shoulders of this handful of teenage boys. And so underneath that heavy burden, the match becomes a catalyst for a very violent act that leaves a young girl traumatized and this town in turmoil. So accusations are made and like ripples on a pond, and we know as Silvertonians, they travel all over Beartown. So uh, this is a story about a town and a game, but it's really about loyalty, commitment, the responsibilities of friendship, the people we disappoint even though we love them, and honestly, the decisions we make every single day that define us. So it's a small forest town and it's this tiny, I mean, I think they say in there they have around 600 residents like we do. It, but in this tiny little town, this author has basically found this whole world. And it's such a beautiful book. It has made me pause and reflect and think about the people in this town and maybe why they are the way they are. And that came from reading this book. So another wonderful fiction book that will really make you think, especially if you leave, live in our beautiful snowy town. Um, and like I said, there's three books in this series. The second one is called um, Us Against You. And the third one is called The Winners. And it used to be an HBO show. And then it went to Netflix. And now it's not on anymore. Um, I tried to find it on YouTube even, but they've just completely taken it off. But it was a show as well. So definitely can check this out. Um, it's usually checked out here at the Silverton Library, but I can always get you a copy from another sister library. All right, you guys, that is all for today. We have made a really good list. And I have to say, like, a couple of those I want to go back and read again now that I've discussed them. Um, if you are interested in picking up any of these, please come into the library. We can get them checked out for you. Um, you can also check them out and listen on Libby or read through your ebook or cloud library. I hope everyone has a wonderful week and thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being such wonderful patrons and an amazing community. I look forward to seeing you and talking to you very soon. Take care. <laughs>